Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. Hello, welcome to the Anglo-Catholic Podcast for the 30th day of March 2006. I'm your reader, John J. O'Sullivan. Today is Thursday in the fourth week in Lent. Today is a feral day, so there will be no readings um, concerning lives of saints and whatnot. We'll just begin with a reading from the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Jesus went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him, and much people, and so on, and that which followeth. A homily by St. Ambrose the bishop. This passage runneth over with a double portion of grace, the one from the literal, the other from the mystical interpretation thereof. From the former, we see how quickly the divine compassion was moved at the sorrow of this mother, who was a widow, and not only that, but she was a widow broken down by both the sufferings of and death of her only son, and one also whose worthiness is borne witness to by this. Much people of the city was with her. From a mystical interpretation, however, this widow, encompassed with a multitude, is something more than a poor woman whose tears won from the Lord the resurrection of the young man, her only son. For she is a type of our Holy Mother, the Church, who calleth back many of her children to life from the very funeral procession of spiritual death, or even from the pomps, which be the burial rites of sin. For the Lord regardeth her tears, which same it is lawful for her to shed only for sinners, and not for them that will rise again. This man, being dead, was carried out on a bier to the grave by, by four bearers, even as the sinner is born to destruction by the four elements whereof carnal things be composed. But he had hope in rising again, for that whereon he was carried was of wood, and would, albeit of little profit to us before, is now become for us a means of life, since Jesus touched it, being thus a figure of the tree of the cross, wherefrom salvation floweth unto all people. Wherefore, when those grim bearers who were hastening the body along the deadly course of carnal nature heard the word of God, they stood still. And is not our case even as that of the widow's son when we lie? as it were lifeless on the soul's death bier, waiting for final burial underneath our sins. Such we are if we be consumed by the fever of inordinate desire, or frozen by cold-heartedness, or be numbed by bodily sloth, or starved from sinful neglect of the bright food of the soul. For these four hasten us on in the burial rites of sin. But even at the last hour, when hope of life hath been utterly extinguished, and deadened souls are at the brink of the grave, by the word of God the dead live again, yea, rise and speak. Thus is the son restored to his mother, called back from the grave 
snatched from the tomb. What is the grave of the soul but bad life? Sinner, thy grave is faithlessness, and thy throat is an open sepulcher whence pestilential words come forth. As it is written, their inward parts are very wickedness, their throat is an open sepulcher. But lo, Christ taketh thee from that sepulcher. If only thou wilt hear the word of God, thou shalt yet arise from that grave. Yea, though thy sin be exceeding weighty, so that the tears of thine own sorrow cannot wash it away, let thy mother the church weep for thee, for she pleadeth for each one of her children, even as a widowed mother for her only son. Her spiritual anguish is keen like the anguish of nature, when she seeth her children borne on to death by deadly sin. Here endeth the lesson. Let us pray. Grant we beseech the Almighty God that we, duly mortifying the flesh by this our abstinence, may inwardly rejoice in holiness of spirit, that being delivered from all earthly and carnal affections, we may speedily obtain thy heavenly promises. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, the Creator and Governor of thy faithful people, we beseech thee that thou wouldst drive far from us all the assaults of temptation, that we, being ever found acceptable in thy sight, may by thee be defended from the fear of our enemies. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee, in the unity of the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. And with that, this ends today's edition of the Anglo-Catholic Podcast. As always, I am your reader, John J. O'Sullivan, praying that the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, blesses and keep us now and forever, and unto ages of ages. Amen. The Anglo-Catholic Podcast is sponsored by the Church of St. Anthony of Padua in Hackensack, New Jersey. Whether you live, work, or are visiting the greater North Jersey, New York metro area, come and worship with us. On Sundays, a low Mass in Spanish is at 8 a.m. and the High Mass in English at 10 a.m. For directions, service times, or for more information, call Father Brian Laffler at 201-489-4728 or check out her website at www.stanthonyhackensack and Hackensack is spelled H-A-C-K-E-N-S-A-C-K dot org. The Church of St. Anthony of Padua is affiliated with Ford and Faith North America and the American Anglican Council.